live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. by the lower third, and I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and I'm broadcasting, as always, from the live, free, or die Granite State of New Hampshire, and as always, I got my boy in studio, producer Eli, what's going on today, my brother? What's going on, LFA family, producer Eli here, most bass producer, way more bass than Frank, I'm just kidding, Frankie's awesome, we love him, we love, we love Frankie, back to you. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, they had some serious internet issues in New York today, but it's okay because we're here now to save the day. Let's see who's watching. Terry Sue 65 is in the building. Darlene from Michigan, how are you? Thank you for being here today. Mustache 49, thank you very much. Good Mister from South Carolina, how are you? Thank you for joining in today. Angel Girl, thank you for being here. CQ is in the building. Lisa and Sterling Nakan is in the building. Rockin' Rev Dean, Tim from South Carolina. Brad and Chaps are here today. Denise is here. Wow, 2022 is here. Cindy Lou Who is watching today. Thank you very much, Cindy Lou Who. Trainer Soul, thank you for being here today. Jay Miles, God bless you and thank you for being here. Emily from Colorado. Dana from New Hampshire. Jill from Jeffersonville. How are you? Logan from Oregon. OzFan is here. David Kidd, K-Y-D-D, is in the building. Listening from Atlanta, Georgia, Ashley Owens. $50 donation saying, use where is needed. I can promise you, we definitely will. And I thank you so very much. When the world is so very difficult right now financially, it literally is a, a blessing every time we see a donation. And we thank you so very much. Janice, how are you? And one more here. Let's give it to Dane's X in the building. All right, folks, we have got an amazing two-hour show for you today, especially after you missed uh, the last hour with Mike Crispy and Frankie on their show. And uh, we're praying that uh, they get everything figured out over there and fixed. We know when that stuff goes on, when technical issues go on, there is nothing worse than that as a producer or 
as the uh, person behind the camera. So we definitely want to pray for them. Big shout out to my cousin Aspen in the chat. Guys, please do me a favor. Prayers and shares, folks. We want to rumble this video, and then we want to share it out to the world and pray that people hear and see the truth and receive it and receive it. So I want to start out today by giving you a message from Representative Anna Paulina Luna. Now, if you don't know who Anna Paulina Luna is, she is a freshman congresswoman from Florida. She is a firebrand. If I was to have anybody on my team, she would be one of them that was on my team. She's very intelligent. She's very driven. She's a great mom. She is a patriot, and she doesn't take any crap from anyone. So I'd like to start out today with this message from Representative Miss Anna Paulina Luna that actually has something that I think all of us could benefit from hearing from this morning. Roll it. Disposal tools to find terrorists in caves in the Middle East that you can't find someone who planted a pipe bomb. That's pretty egregious, but we have evidence that the government really helped to cover up what was happening. And I will just point all of you to what happened at Oversight where we actually questioned Twitter, Twitter 1.0. We saw that under the Department of Homeland Security, SISA was actually working to not only suppress information, to include the president's statement to remain peaceful on January 6th. Remember how he said that? Yet it was nowhere on social media. It's because these outlets, whether it was Google, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they're all working to suppress that information. But I wonder why. I wonder why they would want to do that. And it's because this president is truly a man that is outside of the D.C. control. And frankly, that's why every single person, I'm pretty sure, up here has endorsed him for re-election. And he's going to win in November. But I want to ask you all questions on whether or not you think that we should be charging someone like uh, Hillary Clinton with insurrection. Someone like Stacey Abrams with insurrection because they all claim that they won elections. We know that Hillary Clinton was full of it. We know that because we saw what come out. In fact, you guys know that I all censored Adam Schiff over it. There was no evidence of Russia collusion. So I want to close with saying this. What we've seen happen over the last couple of years has not only been depressing as a member of Congress to witness how much people up here have actually used that lie, used that narrative, not just to smear President Trump, but to tear apart this country. But I do applaud what uh, what Representative Gates has done. And what I will say is that those sociopaths that continue to push this lie, once we have this on the floor, if you continue to push this, you guys are all going to be guilty of breaching House privileges, okay? Because we're saying that it didn't happen. And we have evidence to back it up. So just think on that for a little bit. And I love the way she said, you guys are doing this. You know you did it. You know that you literally deleted the peacefully and patriotically protest remark from Donald Trump. You scrubbed it from all social media accounts. And you banned people for life like Jeremy Harrell from his million follower page that he had because you didn't want the truth being out. Which is why I am so very glad that we found a home three years ago here on Rumble. It has been three years, folks, since I have been banned out of existence. Three years. And when we found a home here back on Rumble, and then Rumble stood up for us in the face of the United Kingdom government demanding that Rumble take down LFA TV, I knew that we made the right choice, and we landed here, and here we are on a free speech platform that I pray never goes anywhere. Because I have not, been able, I have not had to say code words for covid or the vaccine, or the shot. I haven't had to say code words for the election of 2020, and I get to speak my truth. And I love the way that Eli Crane and Anna Paulina Luna and Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates got up there in front of the world and said, you're all liars, you all know you're liars, Trump's coming back, and we'll talk then. That is beautiful. And it's been beautiful to have three years of truth. 
right here on LFA TV. Now, I have an entire list of people here to thank. Now, I know we've been behind on showing the presents and the gifts that we were being um, sent from Christmas until now. But over the turn of the new year, we had a lot of things going on here. And we're very behind on answering emails. And we had to migrate our, our whole network from servers to different servers because we were being attacked like crazy, paying money we didn't have to try to make sure we could stay on the air. So I want to just kind of catch up right now and say some thank yous to some people. Um, Robert Watowski, thank you very much. Dennis and Tatiana Sled, thank you so much for the Field of Greens. Uh, Sylvia Wright, Noreen Whitney, Rockin' Rev Dean, so much thank you for the spirit about the Jezebel spirit taking over. Uh, definitely giving that to my daughter so she can read that. Don Clark, thank you so very much. He says, glad Rise Up is there for you, uh, for us. Georgiana Calhoun. Lynette Burkowski, thank you so very much for the kids' uh, Christmas stuff and donations. Chris Coiner, God bless you and thank you. Sanja Woodruff, Mary D'Agostino, as always, thank you. You want to know what she sent? Check this out. We have our very own rhino now, ladies and gentlemen. We got two of them. We got two rhinos here. So awesome gift by Mary D'Agostino. Um, and also uh, Helen Woodward. Denise Montgomery, James and Bonnie Wenrick, God bless you and thank you. John and Sandy Moore, Kim Galbreath, Mark Kim Logan Schroeder, thank you all so very much. There's so much more here, uh, but I'll get through those over the course of the next few days. And uh, we'll write you guys back and uh, we'll show some of the gifts that you guys sent. We thank you so very much. I wanted to just catch up because I think we lost that a little bit over the last couple months. And I want to get back to that family value that we all share here on Live from America. So, folks, time to go to God. The only place to go when you're starting out anything. Go to prayer often. Make it a consistency in your life. And we talked this morning about the power of your prayers that you possess. Okay? Here we go. February 8th. Take time just to be with me. Now, that was me at 1.30 this morning. From 1.30 to 2.30 this morning, I was up spending time with God, and it was incredible. Go back and watch Rise Up if you'd like to hear the rest of that story, okay? Take time to be with just me, basking in the light of my love. As my face shines upon you, I bless you and give you peace. Do not skimp on this time. For I use it to strengthen you spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And I got all of those strengths last night that I needed at 1.30 in the morning. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. The Lord gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. By the way, let me know how the volume is of the microphone, folks, if I need to turn it up any or if it's just fine. Numbers 625-26. The Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you peace. And before you turn out the light tonight, let down your garden, lift wide open arms up to me, receiving my joy and peace. Look, folks, you can pray all you want, but if you don't receive, you'll never have. Amen? If you don't receive, 
you'll never have. All right, time to remove that hat. Time to focus on the Lord. If there's anybody specifically that you want to pray for, now would be the time to get, that, get those people in your minds and in your hearts and in your souls as we all bow our heads and say the Lord's Prayer, focusing on the gift that Jesus gave us for paying the fine that you and I could never pay no matter how rich we became. All right? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. God is with us, Emmanuel. God is with us with us. Now, today on the docket, we've got a lot to go through. Let me break down what we're going through today. We're going to be talking about the desperation that is seeping from Nikki Haley's campaign while she continues to, I don't know, depend on Democrat donors to make sure that she's still relevant and alive. We're going to go directly to the Supreme Court of the United States. I have an audio feed coming from the hearing that is going on right now while they're talking about the case in Don- for Donald J. Trump versus Colorado. I was listening to it this morning before we came live, and Amy Coney Barrett actually had a wonderful question to the, to the, uh, to the plaintiffs in this, um, in this case that they didn't really know how to answer, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So we're going to talk about that. Judge Eileen Cannon smacks down special prosecutor Jack Smith once again, which would be three fails in a row for him. Ronna McDaniel puts out a statement firing back at the reports that we were all talking about yesterday where she is out as RNC chair. She's got something to say about that. A former Trump prosecutor found guilty of fraud heading to jail. We're going to talk about that and much more as well. Tucker Carlson and his interview with Vladimir Putin drops tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you will be able to watch it right here live on LFA TV during the 6 and 7 o'clock hour tonight. Will Johnson on his Culture Wars show will bring you the entirety of the Tucker Putin interview unedited at 6 p.m. tonight here on LFA TV on Rumble. So you're going to want to check that out because there's a lot going on with that. James O'Keefe strikes again. We're going to show you some videos as it pertains to that. We're going to break down very specific laws that Joe Biden broke and prove how he is tied and still completely paid for, bought and paid for by the CCP. We're going to be talking about internal documents that show that the Department of Homeland Security had some information a long time ago. The Mexican army posting up on the borders, gang members talking about illegals, and Joe Rogan going off on these pedos, these minor attractive persons for his entire 12 million audience. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got a heck of a show lined up for you today. As we get ready to start, ladies and gentlemen, I, w- I do want to d- uh, direct your attention Uh, To the screen next to me, OFP Farms. There she is right there. That is Margaret the Goat. I want to make sure that we give love to OFP Farms today, folks, because 
Every single day, you need to make sure that your body is clean and your spirit is clean. And you purge and clean your spirit by putting your, uh, your focus on the Bible. And you purge and clean your body physically by going to OFPFarms.com and using the promo code LFA15 for a 15% off discount for all goat milk soap products, magnesium products, lip balm products, deodorants, bath and body lotions, beard oils, and much more. OFPFarms.com, promo code LFA15 for 15% off of your order. And ladies and gentlemen, there they are, as promised, the flannel shirts are now here. So for all you country-loving, redneck, patriotic, flannel-wearing people out there, you can get yours. We have three different colors available, red, black, and blue. So make sure you check out today. We have sizes from medium to double X. Medium to double X. They are very high-quality flannel shirts. They are wonderfully embroidered. LFA TV flannel shirts show off today who your favorite news station is. I know a lot of you've been waiting for those. Check them out at JeremyHarrell.com and LFATV.us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost section of the day, lift up your cups and let's get busy. Nikki Haley reads mean tweets. Now, I thought we'd start out with this today because I'm going to segue from this into the Supreme Court live audio. Um, But right now, I want to talk about Nikki Haley imploding and the fact that Nikki Haley, and everybody knows this now, Republican, Democrats, independents, they all know that she's being propped up and funded by huge Democrat donors. They all know, the world knows now, that Nikki Haley is not a Republican-wanted candidate. They know that she will be the candidate that the Democrats and the Uniparty want. It's either her or DeSantis, but she's imploding and failing quickly because you cannot beat God and you cannot beat Trump. So the other night, or last night, she went on to one of these ridiculously dumb late night talk shows and started reading mean tweets about herself. And I just thought this is a great way to start the show because I agree with every single one of them. Everybody hates you. Really? I think my husband loves me. I'm genuinely terrified of Nikki Haley. Any man who knows how vindictive, evil, short-sighted, and psychotic women can be. This guy can't be married. Coupled with a basic understanding, physiognomy, takes a single look at Nikki Haley and is terrified. I genuinely believe her victory would spell the end of the free world. So do I. Dude, that's, I don't even know what to say about that. (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. That's crazy. Nikki Haley has a room temperature IQ. (laughs) True or false? Wow. Nikki Birdbrain Haley is losing big bowling caps in the polls against Crooked Joe. Where? I haven't seen him. I am beating him all over the place. She is weak on the border. I passed the toughest illegal immigration law in the country. I'm the strongest border president ever. Well, then why did you let three million illegals come into the country under your watch? That's all you have to know. Exactly. Just when you think Nikki Haley can't get more annoying, 
the next day happens. Wait till tomorrow. Eli, I don't know about you, but I agreed with every one of those mean tweets. I, I know, she's uh, just reading the truth. Uh, what are you laughing? And the laugh track was way off. Oh, she's such an idiot. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe the, uh, I believe that was definitely a laugh track. And uh, I believe she hated every minute of that because she knew it was to be, she knew it was true. Um, Nikki Haley's getting very desperate. She's getting so desperate, in fact, Eli, that the next two videos I'm going to play shows the desperation that's just seeping out of that fake, phony, Democrat-funded um, campaign. Check this out. Republicans lost a bill on the border. Republicans lost a bill on supporting Israel. The RNC chair lost her job. <clears throat> Donald Trump was found that he's not immune from any of the charges that are coming up. It is total chaos. Okay. I just want to stop right there. She's not wrong. Republicans didn't lose on the bill on the border. We won the bill on the border because we killed the bill. Now, I keep telling everybody on Chuck Schumer's page, Lankford's page, everywhere. We don't want to kill that bill. We just want a standalone bill. Give us a standalone border bill with nothing else attached to it. And we'll vote for it in a second because any positive movement towards actually securing the border would be great. But also gives a, give us the ability for checks and balances as well. Give us the ability to be able to incrementally put that money where it needs to be and make sure that the money's being spent how the money was meant to be spent. It's very simple. It's basic economics as far as where the money needs to be allocated towards. And it's basic common sense to say... Give us a standalone border bill and we'll vote for it. So I don't believe that we failed or lost on the border bill. I believe we won on the border bill. She said the RNC chair lost her job. That's chaos. No, that's great. That is perfect for the Republican Party. It's not good for your Republican Party, Nikki. It's not good for Mitt Romney's Republican Party. It sure as heck isn't good for Adam Kinzinger or Paul Ryan's um, Republican Party or Sean Hannity's Republican Party. But it's great for my Republican Party. It's great for the MAGA Republican Party. It's great for the Trumplican Party. So I don't know what the problem is here. She's just desperately trying to hold on to anything she can so that she can continue to get that Democrat donor money because the money coming in from the right is no longer there. She's not getting that money anymore. She's not getting money from Republican donors, even rhino donors. She's not getting the money anymore. Now I want to go and play how desperate she really is, Eli. Now she, she's going all over TV saying that the Nevada primary was rigged. Now she just spent, Eli, hold on, hold on. She just spent the last three years saying that it was not a rigged election, that Donald Trump lost. And now bird brain Nikki Nimrata Rindawa, Hillary Haley is saying that she lost in Nevada because it was rigged by Donald Trump. What do you think about that? I don't know. Apparently it was rigged by nobody because that's who you lost to. Yeah. It must have been rigged by nobody, none of the above. That's who it must have been rigged by because that's who you lost to. You lost to somebody who doesn't even exist. You lost to an imaginary friend. Imagine that, Eli. 
Imagine losing my 30 points to nobody and then saying it was rigged. By who? Nobody? Well, here's Nikki Haley's response and what she says. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is holding a rally in Hollywood tonight after this meet and greet in Costa Mesa this morning. She's raising nearly a million bucks in a two-day fundraising swing here in California. By Democrats. Last night, Haley lost the Nevada primary to, quote, none of these candidates. <laughs> Trump wasn't on the ballot. And the primary doesn't count for any delegates. Yet, it has led to some Trump supporters mocking her online for losing to no one. I asked her about it today in an exclusive one-on-one. Does that situation in Nevada hurt a little bit? No. I mean, Nevada, it's such a scam. They were supposed to have a primary. Trump rigged it so that the GOP chairman, who's been indicted, would go and create a caucus. We knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a day or a dollar in Nevada because it wasn't worth it. So why cry? And so we didn't even count Nevada. That wasn't anything we were looking at. We knew that was rigged from the start. Our focus is on South Carolina, Michigan, Super Tuesday. So if you look what we did in Iowa and you look what we did in New Hampshire, we're continuing to grow. That's what matters, I think, more than anything else. But look at what happened this week. Hmm. Here you have Republicans lost a major vote on the border. Mm -hmm. Republicans lost a major vote on Israel. Donald Trump was found that he will not have immunity in all of these court cases coming up. By a crooked DC court. The RNC chair is fired. Mm -hmm. All of this chaos is happening around us and Donald Trump's fingerprints are on every bit of it. We can't continue as the Republican party to go forward With this chaos, you don't defeat Democrat chaos with Republican chaos. Mm. No, you you defeat Democrat chaos with extreme right-wing Republicans, like me. Eli, do you know what I heard? That if you say Nimrata Rendawa three times in the mirror, you'll get a red dot on your forehead. (laughs) And a sudden hankering for curry. (laughs) Is that racist? Probably. Uh, Who cares? (laughs) nobody cares Eli look at the screenshot that we have her on look at the look at her (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) if you say Nimrata Rendawa three times in the mirror Eli you'll look like this you'll look like that and then you'll Everything is Trump's fault, I guess, Eli. How did he rig? So now riggings happen. Yeah. Now shouldn't we be bringing her up on charges for saying, oh, she's not accepting the election results? Damn, all these riggers, huh, Eli? All these riggers around, rigging, being riggers. What up, my rigger? Right, Eli? <laughs> now you're walking the line. I'm not walking a line. I'm talking about rigging the election, Eli. I don't want those riggers in my neighborhood. I'll tell you that, Eli. (laughs) Anyway, segueing from Nimrata Rendawa, let's go to the Supreme Court of these United States of America, folks, because Trump's 14th Amendment case has finally reached the Supreme Court. Uh, It is going on as we speak. I will bring this up so we can hear oral arguments on a screen next to me. 
But prior to me coming on this show at 11 a.m., 29 minutes ago, I was listening to this, and I heard uh, Judge, um, not Eileen Cannon, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, she said to the plaintiffs, what kind of due process does Donald Trump have in all of this? And the plaintiffs are like, what? And she goes, due process. What kind of due process is Donald Trump being awarded or afforded in this case against him? Because it sounds like he's being afforded no due process. And you know what? That might be the smartest thing that Amy Coney Barrett has said since she's been in the Supreme Court. Where is Donald Trump's due process? So let's go listen now into the live audio of Trump v. Anderson in this 14th Amendment Colorado ballot case. I to assume the office. Could I ask you again the question that Justice Gorsuch asked, and you, to which you responded by citing the de facto officer doctrine? But suppose we look at that going forward rather than judging uh, the validity of an act committed between the time when a president allegedly engages in an insurrection and the time when the president leaves office. During that interim period, would it be lawful for military commanders and other officers to disobey orders of the, uh, of the, the president in question? I'm not sure that anything gives military officers the authority to adjudicate effectively the, the, the legality of the presidency. Why, why, why not? Because you say he's disqualified from the moment it happens. Now, I understand the de facto officer doctrine might be used to prohibit people from seeking judicial remedies for decisions that take place after the date he was disqualified. But if he's in fact disqualified, from that moment, why would anybody have to obey a direction from him? Well, ultimately, there still has to be some kind of procedure in place to adjudicate the disqualification. Certainly, Congress could impeach a sitting president, but that's the only remedy I'm aware of that exists for, for removal or otherwise negating the authority of a sitting president. Why? Well, on, what, on what theory? Because the, the, the Section 3 speaks about disqualification from holding office. You say he is disqualified from holding office from the moment it happens. Correct, but nevertheless... So, so it, it operates, you say, that there's no, no legislation necessary. I thought that was the whole theory of your case. And no procedure necessary. It happens automatically. Well, certainly you need a procedure in order to have any remedy to enforce the disqualification, which is I under, That's a whole separate question. That's the de facto doctrine. Doesn't work here. Okay, put that aside. He's disqualified from the moment. Self-executing. Done. And I would think that a person who would receive a direction from that person, the president, former president, in your view, would be free to act as he or she wishes without regard to that individual. I don't think so, because I think, again, the de facto Why? officer doctrine would nevertheless come into play to say this is the No, de facto, that, that doesn't work, Mr. Murray, because de facto officer is to ratify the conduct that's done afterwards and, and, and insulate it from judicial review. Put that aside. I'm not going to say it again. Put it aside, okay? I think Justice Lee is asking a very different question, a more pointed one, and more difficult one for you, I understand. But I think it deserves an answer. On your theory, would anything compel a, a lower official to obey an order from, in your view, the former president? I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was 
you know, a, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to no, hold office, but no, nevertheless they were no, put into that no, office. No, we're talking about Section 3. And please don't change the hypothetical, okay? I'm, please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it. Okay? Well, now, the, the point I'm trying to make is He's that, disqualified from the moment he committed an insurrection, whoever it is, whichever party. It, that, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Neil Gorsuch speaking right now. Neil Gorsuch, Gorsuch ripping up the plaintiff. Here we go. Answer the question. If you don't have an answer, fair enough, we'll move on. What would compel a lower official to obey an order from that individual? Because ultimately we have, pers- we have statutes and rules requiring chains of command. The person is in the office, and even if they don't have the authority to hold the office, the only way to get someone out of the office of the presidency is impeachment. And so I think if you interpreted Section 3 in light of other provisions in the Constitution like impeachment, while they hold office, impeachment's the only way to validate that they don't have the ability to hold that office and should be removed. Mr. Murray, can I, oh, um, can I just uh, ask you about something just uh, Justice Kagan brought up earlier, which is the concern about uniformity? Um, and the lack thereof uh, if states are permitted to enforce Section 3 in presidential elections. And I, I guess I didn't really understand your argument or your response to her about that. Well, certainly, if Congress is concerned about uniformity, they can provide for... So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come back to this. Um, I'd like to listen to the entire thing, uh, but we will come back to this. Who's speaking now? is Jason uh, Murray, Anderson's attorney, and Judge Kentanji um, Brown-Jackson. Uh, front, Rov, uh, front Rov says, okay, now I'm confused. How does this lawyer live with himself? Yeah, th- Jason Murray is Anderson's attorney, okay? Not Trump's attorney, Anderson's attorney. If you want to listen for another couple more minutes, we will. Uh, but let me know in the chat. Uh, if you want me to move on, we will too. But uh, I'll, I'll play another... 30 seconds, minute or so, and then we'll move on regardless. How about that? Would result in interim disuniformity in this way, where we have elections pending and different states suddenly saying you're eligible, you're not, on the basis of this kind of thing. Well, what they were concerned most about was ensuring that insurrectionists and rebels don't hold office. And so once one understands the sort of imperative that they had to ensure that oathbreakers wouldn't take office, it would be a little bit odd to say that states can't enforce it, that only the federal government can enforce it, and that Congress can essentially rip the heart out of Section 3 by a simple majority just by failing to pass enforcement legislation. Federalism creates redundancy. And here, the fact that states have the ability to enforce it as well, absent federal preemption, provides an additional layer of safeguards around what really Section 3 Yeah, and I'll ask you about the history when I get a chance again. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move on from this right now. We will come back to this. Um, yes, we will come back to this. Uh, it, from, from what uh, Neil Gorsuch, which was actually ripping up that, that, uh, that, that attorney, um, and earlier Amy Coney Barrett was as well. Long story short, folks, I think this is going to be a big Trump win. I think you're going to get a big Trump win out of this. Um, Definitely continue to prayer. Prayer is powerful, and we definitely need that. Um, We need to stop giving the federal government control. Yeah, I believe so, too. I believe so, too. Jackson got killed in her questions. I'm lost. Who is on whose side in that audio? You were hearing from the prosecution's uh, attorney, Anderson's attorney, Colorado's prosecution, basically plaintiff, I should say, not prosecution, plaintiff. 
Um, okay, we'll move on. We'll move on right now. We're going to move to another judge, Judge Eileen Cannon. So I told you that Judge Eileen Cannon rejected another one of Special Prosecutor Jack Smith's attempts uh, to go after Donald Trump illegally. And do you know what's really great, folks? You know what's really great is the fact that in a real court of law, like the one down in Mar-a-Lago with Judge Eileen Cannon overseeing the documents case, Jack Smith can't make any headway. Jack Smith cannot move forward in any way, shape, or form because he's illegal, because everything he's doing is wrong. He's not even an actual real, if you ask me, an official uh, of the law. But here he is prosecuting a former president on a documents case that Joe Biden just got found innocent on. So before we get to this Judge Eileen Cannon stuff and what she just did, let's talk about that and the precedent that that set. Joe Biden just got found absolutely innocent, or at least they're not going to move on with the investigation because Joe Biden has been exonerated in his classified documents case, which is odd because Joe Biden is a vice president, not a president. Joe Biden was not supposed to have any of those documents. And he did. And he had him in his garage. He had him near his Corvette that almost burned down one time. He had him at the University of Pennsylvania where he was getting paid a million dollars a year to do absolutely nothing. So if Joe Biden has been exonerated from his documents, uh, um, classified documents case as a vice president, having them out in the open so anybody could willy-nilly had access to them. Hunter Biden did have access to them. Anybody that walked through that garage did have access to them. Well, then Donald Trump must be found completely innocent because he was a president who had those records legally. Now let's get back to Judge Eileen Cannon. Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, shut down special counsel Jack Smith's attempt to keep names of government witnesses and other discovery under seal in the classified documents case against Donald Trump. That's right. Judge Eileen Cannon said, we are not going to hide things. If this case, if the... What do you want to call it? If the victim here is the people of the United States of America, because that's what the federal government is implying, that the victim is the federal government or is the people of the United States of America. Well, then Judge Eileen Cannon is saying, okay, well, if the victim is the United States of America, the people of the United States of America, then why don't we give the victim absolute transparency and access to see what in the heck is going on? And that's exactly what Judge Eileen Cannon is doing. Last month, President Trump's lawyers filed a motion asking Judge Cannon to compel Jack Smith to turn over all these documents. The documents produced by special counsel's office were heavily redacted. All the names of government witnesses were heavily redacted because they don't want you to know. Remember Adam Schiff's fake whistleblower thing? Remember when they were like, oh, we've got a whistleblower. It ended up being um, uh, Colonel Vindman who looks like Chuck Schumer's wife. And if you don't think that Colonel Vindman and Chuck Schumer's wife are the same people, answer me this, Eli, why have we never seen them in the same room? Pull them up. Eli, Google Chuck Schumer's wife and Google Colonel Vindman. I guarantee you, Colonel Vindman is Chuck Schumer's wife in drag. Moving on. This entire time, Adam Schiff didn't have to reveal who his whistleblower was. He just said, 
Um, Russia, 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 Russia colluded. They didn't have to reveal who their whistleblower was. And now Jack Smith is trying that same tactic, that same exact tactic in a court of law in federal court against a former president. And I use that in quotes, a former president of the United States of America. He's going to try to redact witness names. Judge Eileen Cannon says, yeah, right. Take two of these and call me in the morning. How about that? Take two of these and call me in the morning. Jack Smith requested that certain documents remain fully sealed from President Trump and his lawyer. So Judge Eileen Cannon on Tuesday denied Jack Smith's request to keep any of the documents under seal. Quote, and I quote, following an independent review of the motion and full record, the court determines with limited exceptions as detailed below that the special counsel has not set forth a sufficient factual or legal basis warranting deviation from the strong presumption in favor of public access to the records at issue. You know what the best part about that ruling is? Is when she says that the special counsel, Jack Smith, has not set forth a sufficient factual or legal basis. That means everything that he has brought forth is not factual, is not legal, and is not sufficient. So if you've got a special prosecutor who has a track record of losing in appeals courts, everything he's ever done. He lives in the Netherlands. He's not really an officer of the law. He's prosecuting President Donald J. Trump, arguably the most popular and powerful man on the planet. And a federal judge has said, you brought me no sufficient, no fact, no sufficient evidence, no factual um, arguments and no legal basis for any of this. You do not collect $200, you do not pass go, and everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to what you just said. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I'm a loser. Here's to you, Jack Smith. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. Now, ladies and gentlemen, remember when I uh, was just talking about the crimes that Joe Biden committed with having those documents in the University of Pennsylvania? Well, a lot of people that voted for Joe Biden or hate Trump say, name me one crime that Joe Biden committed. And I thought, you know what? I could tell you a billion, but I saw this interview with Dick Morris, who's an old Clinton, Lindsey Graham style guy, flows in the wind, right? But this interview with Dick Morris and Governor Huckabee actually laid out some facts that I think is going to make Democrats People say, cry. oh, there's no evidence. Joe Biden, there's no evidence that he's done anything wrong. Yeah, what well, would you say to that? What I would say to them is I'd start with the fact that when he left the vice presidency, he was hired by the University of Pennsylvania at a salary of a million dollars a year to preside over the Biden Institute for Global Engagement. Oh. Never taught a class, never showed up on campus. And then it turned out that that, that program was funded with $54 million of anonymous donations from China. From China? So, and, and he hired among his staff, uh, the future Secretary of State Blinken, and nine other people on the payroll of that institute who are now on the national security team. So. China funded the a farm team, 
essentially, for the Biden administration. And the president of the United States was on the payroll of China for four years and made several million dollars from it. When he left the Senate, his net worth was $29,000, which means he was wow. either honest or dumb. <laughs> now, when he entered the presidency, his net worth was over 10 million. And all of that came from bribery. All of that came from bribery. All of that came from China. So you wonder how China Joe is China Joe? That's how. And in that role where he was collecting a million dollars a year from $54 million that came from the CCP. And the reason why I know Dick Morris is right on this and he's correct on this is because I reported on this a year ago. I reported on this and I showed the documents to prove it. I just wanted to remind you. I just wanted to bring that back up for you. Because if you want to talk about how corrupt he is, you can go all the way back to the plagiarism days. But if you want to know what laws he broke that we need to get this man for right now, one of them, and probably the one that we really need to look at, is how much he's paid and how much the CCP owns Joe Biden. And then once you figure that out, then you'll understand why we're experiencing a southern border invasion and why millions of people that are coming across that border are from Asia or China. Asia, I mean, same region, obviously, but China specifically, Asia broadly. He was 100% correct on that. Now, while we're talking about judges, you guys know that Clinton judge, Lewis Kaplan, the one who is ruled in favor of E. Jean Pelosi, that crazy cat lady in the woods? Well, folks, Clinton appointed Judge Lewis Kaplan yesterday denied Trump's motion for a mistrial in the E. Jean Carroll's defamation case, even though E. Jean Pelosi deleted evidence under a subpoena not to. You guys know that last month, a crooked jury awarded E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million as they chip away at, uh, at Donald Trump's businesses and his wealth. Trump team argued that the evidence that Carroll deleted proves that she was receiving threats before President Trump ever commented on her allegations. Judge Kaplan defended Carroll and said Trump offered no evidence that he ever attempted to recover the deleted messages. Quote, Mr. Trump has offered no evidence that he ever attempted to recover any of these deleted messages through discovery or otherwise. Well, that's because you didn't give him a fair trial, sir. In fact, quote, He does not even argue that the messages in question have permanently lost or are now unrecoverable. The failure alone was sufficient basis to deny the alternative relief he sought. So let me just back up here. So Judge Kaplan is saying, yeah, they probably do exist. And it probably does prove that you're completely innocent. But you did not make any attempt to recover those deleted messages in time. So sorry about your luck. Well, that's because he was never awarded the proper discovery moments and times that you would be awarded as a defendant in real court. So this is the game that they're playing with Donald Trump. They're not affording him the proper defense. And then when he complains about it and says, what about this, 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 and this, which by law you're supposed to, they say, well, sorry, you didn't do it. He says, I didn't have a chance to do it. They say, too bad, so sad. All of these people are going to drown 
injustice. They're going to be toe-tagged and drown in justice. Not from me, not from any of you, but from Almighty God. Almighty God. Now, yesterday, myself and many other hosts on this network and around Rumble and on independent media reported for you that Ronna Romney McDaniel was stepping aside. Now, I reported for you yesterday before I said that the reports are out that she's done and she's stepping aside, that she had a meeting with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago and that Donald Trump had told her that after the South Carolina primary, changes are going to be made. So we all assumed from that report that came out 40 minutes prior to finding out that her chief of staff had resigned or that he was going to resign at the end of this month. Everybody thought that it was going to be after South Carolina and Ronna was going to be gone. But then reports came out after her chief of staff decided he was going to step down. Four hours later, we got reports that Ronna was also stepping down as soon as possible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, Ronna McDaniel in the evening, denied all those reports, said she agreed to step down as chairwoman that said that she agreed to step down as chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Following the meeting at Mar-a-Lago, Trump announced that plans, announced plans to offer recommendations for the party's growth after the upcoming South Carolina primary. Trump posted a cryptic message about Ronna McDaniel on True Social earlier this week that said this, Things are looking great in the presidential race of 2024 against crooked Joe Biden. We have leads, in many cases substantial, in virtually every head-to-head poll. The primary seems to be over, but I'll be going to South Carolina next week to finish off a very unpopular candidate. On Thursday, I'm heading to Nevada for the Nevada caucus, where there are 26 delegates, hopefully, we'll get most of them. In my successful run in 2016, the state of Michigan really came through. First time in decades that it was won by a Republican. And it was headed up by my friend, Ronna McDaniel. Ronna is now head of the RNC. And I'll be making a decision the day after the South Carolina primary as to my recommendations for the RNC's growth. Well, Ronna McDaniel on Wednesday sent out an email to members denying these reports and said said she agreed to step down. And I'll read those right now. With a news cycle full of palace intrigue, and speculation surrounding all of us, I want to take the time to reassure all of you that I am still hard at work at R- as RNC chairwoman and building a machine that will reelect Republicans up and down the ballot in November. She continued, myself and my staff are refusing to be distracted by the outside noise. Then why did your chief of staff resign, dummy? And we remain committed to our mission. To what? Destroy the Republican Party? Put Botox in your lips and buy luxurious trips? Sounds like Fannie Willis to me. Rumors to the contrary are simply not true. Nothing has changed and there will not be any changes decided on until after South Carolina when we may have our eventual nominee. Hmm. Then Charlie Kirk said, an inside source tells me This is the RNC's attempt to slow things down because they've lost control of the process. 
i.e., who replaces Rana, who will be the co-chair, etc. And that was put out by Charlie Kirk right after she put that out. So that means that the RNC is desperately trying to move around and play musical chairs as to who they're going to put forward. But let me give you a little piece of advice and let me break down, let me give you a spoiler alert, RNC. You're not in charge anymore. So once that bag of fat and Botox leaves the RNC chair, it's not going to be up to you establishment crooks to replace her. That'll be our decision. And it's going to be one of these following people. Mike Lindell, Elise Stefanik, Vivek Ramaswamy, or Scott Pressler. Now, I doubt it will be Scott Pressler because Scott is more of a field guy and he should be co-chair because nobody in the Republican Party knows more about registering new people to the party than Scott Pressler. And nobody has done an ounce of what Scott has done. So if you ask me, I believe Scott Pressler should be co-chair and I would like to see anybody who works well with Scott be chair. And I think the best suited for that would be Mike Lindell. Now, before we go to our first break of the day, do you guys remember Marilyn Mosby? She was the Baltimore uh, prosecutor that went after Trump. Well, much like Fannie Willis, much like the future consequences for Fannie Willis and Letitia James, We'll put a picture up on the screen so you guys remember her. This is Marilyn Mosby. Remember that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, she was a former Trump prosecutor out of Baltimore. Remember she was making headway, making headlines everywhere because she was a prosecutor of Trump? (laughs) She was found guilty Tuesday on one account of mortgage fraud. Mosby, who previously served two terms as the state's attorney for Baltimore, was found guilty of mortgage fraud after testifying that she made false statements on a loan application in order to buy two vacation homes in Florida. Well, how about that? How about that? In November, Mosby was found guilty of two federal counts of perjury after after falsely claiming that she had financial hardship during the COVID-19 pandemic in order to access funds from the city's retirement fund. Mosby has yet to be sentenced in either case. But now, ladies and gentlemen, the former top prosecutor for the city of Baltimore Baltimore was convicted Tuesday, as of right now, on one count of mortgage fraud, concluding a lengthy criminal trial in which Marilyn Mosby testified she unwittingly made false statements on loan applications to buy two Florida vacation homes. The jury announced a split verdict Tuesday evening after deliberating most of the day, finding Mosby uh, not guilty on a second mortgage fraud charge, however, guilty on one count. The federal criminal charge stemmed from allegations that Mosby claimed a pandemic-related hardship, which allowed her to claim money, which she then used to buy Florida property homes. Isn't that crazy? Now, I have a video here, isn't it? Isn't that going to be the same outcome for Fannie Willis, Letitia James, and these other fake prosecutors, maybe Jack Smith? 
Pretty incredible. Roll this. Baltimore, who indicted those police officers. I do. I think she ought to prosecute herself. Okay, that's my reaction. I think it was disgraceful what she did and the way she did it and the news conference that she had where they were guilty before anybody even knew the facts. And I give a lot of respect and a lot of credit to those police officers who probably could have made a deal. I give a lot of respect, a lot of credit that they stuck it out. And you had victory after victory after victory. And she had no chance. Don't forget, she prosecuted the best case, what she thought was her best cases first. She should prosecute herself. She should be held accountable. I agree. All of them should be held accountable. Every one of them that are going after Donald Trump, every one of them should be held absolutely accountable for them using their power, breaking law, breaking precedent, breaking tradition, and going after this man the way they are. And I have a feeling that they are. Now, folks, we're going to go to our first break now. If you could do me the ever so humble and beautiful and wonderful favor of sharing this video out, rumbling while we do our uh, partner reads, I would really appreciate that. And the first one that we're going to talk about today is Lean from Brickhouse Nutrition. Now, Friday will be my third full week of taking Lean, and it works. I can promise you, ladies and gentlemen, as much as I stand by Field of Greens, I stand by Lean. Now, how do you get this product and how do you try it out yourself? Well, you can get 15% off by going to TakeLean.com and using the promo code LFA15, the same one that you use at OFP Farms, LFA15, and you'll get 15% off of your Brickhouse Nutrition Lean Weight Loss. Now, I started with three of these a day because that's the recommendation. I'm now at two a day because that's what works for me. And it speeds up your metabolism like crazy. It makes you not hungry at all during those times of the day where you're just pounding away snacks because you're bored. So if this sounds like something that you want to try, and the older you get, the more it's harder to lose that weight, well, you'll feel like you're 25 again as far as your weight loss is concerned. If you go to TakeLean.com, try these out today, and use promo code LFA15. And like I said, Make sure you're taking the amount that works for you. Start with one, go to two, talk to your physician maybe about how much, how, how much you should or could take. They definitely work, and it's definitely a great product. LFA 15 for your 15% off at TakeLean.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for sharing to nine people, Veronica. We really appreciate that. Sometimes just sharing right to your text message, right to your friends, is a good way to share the link. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the 20% discount might run out for next week. I won't know until Sunday. So if you want 20% off of your CBD and you've not ordered your CBD for the month yet, go to cbdistillery.com because if you use the promo code LFA, just live from America, LFA, you'll get 20% off of your CBD products this week. So whether you're trying to target relief like arthritis or muscle aches, or your mental well-being, staying focused, or if you want some kind of relaxation because you just cannot sleep any longer than two, three hours at a time without waking up, for some good sleep health, and even if your pets need some kind of wellness or they've gotten joint pains, CBD is far more 
um, natural and better for you than any of your pharmaceutical brands that you have chucker block full of your medicine cabinet and in that one cabinet in your kitchen. Go to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com, and use the promo code LFA today for 20% off this week, okay? Now, Tucker and Putin. Ladies and gentlemen, for the 5,500 people that are here watching right now, I'll ask that you please share and rumble. But tonight at 6 p.m., 6 and 7 o'clock p.m. tonight, we will be airing the um, Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin interview live when it drops on the Will Johnson Culture War show. And it'll be a two-hour show. A two-hour show. Ultra Maga Warrior, Jeremy, are you going to get more Armor of God gear? I think we've got plenty in the overstock list, but if we don't, I'll check it out. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, everything you order off our store, you get a free item with it. You buy one, get one free. No matter if you order off the overstock list or whether you order off of the featured items, you get a buy one, get one every time you order, okay? And yes, you do get reward points on CB Distillery that add up and build up, okay? 100%. Now, moving on. Tucker Carlson, tonight, 6 p.m., right here. I want you all joining in for this because the world is coming down on Tucker Carlson worse, I believe, than they did Julian Assange. Folks, before I show you the next video here, I got to tell you about something very concerning. You have to understand how many people are involved in this money laundering effort to use Ukraine as a place for them to illegally money launder and to create bioweapons in the bio facilities there. We already know this from three years ago. I did extensive reporting on this. But what you're going to get tonight is you're going to get Tucker Carlson, raw, unedited, listening to Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin is going to make some very, very, very tough accusations against the European Union and the United States of America. And I guarantee you he'll be right about 90% of it. Now, I'm not a Vladimir Putin simp. I can care if the guy lives or dies, to be honest with you. But I care about truth, and I care about people putting out that truth, and I care about people that actually love the people that is representing them and that they've um, that they put their, their, their uh, support behind. And Putin is a lot like that. Putin is a lot like Trump when it comes to that. This Tucker Carlson Putin um, interview will expose so much to the world that now the European Parliament is calling for sanctions against Tucker Carlson and a possible travel ban and possible arrest of Tucker Carlson for traveling anywhere in Europe after this interview drops. What does that tell you? Eli, what does that tell you? It tells me that they're all Nazis. What's the reason they're giving? What are they saying? Like They're saying that because he is peddling Russia propaganda to the world that's going to get people hurt and is going to hurt treaties. Well, they don't do that every day by themselves. They don't, they don't want anybody else hurting who they're already hurting, basically, right? I'll tell you what, if it's Putin or Zelensky and you have to choose a side, I'm choosing Putin. How about you? Putin! And I'll be putting my foot in the ass of Vladimir Zelensky. And his little Speedo, too. And his little Speedo, too. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tucker Carlson leaving the interview, being surrounded by Russians who love him 
extensively. Check this out. This is pretty cool. Did, did you like the interview with Mr. Putin? Mr. Tiger. Where will you go next? Where will you go next? Russia? America? Mr. Tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, the Russians want this interview out just as much as we Americans. Because the Russian people know that these people are playing a game. The European Union, NATO, the globalists, the United States of America, they're all playing this game where they can start World War III. And I believe that the Russian people and the American people, we want the truth out. We want the truth out. I wish that Russia would literally expose everything that's going on in Ukraine, the bio labs, the Nazis, all of it. Now, Eli, let's put this up on the screen here because I think this is very important for people to see. Check this out. When George Stephanopoulos interviewed Putin, it was journalism. When Barbara Walters interviewed Putin, it was journalism. Look at that. When Matt Lauer interviewed Putin, journalism. Larry King interviewed Putin, journalism. Look at all the journalism going on. When Tucker Carlson interviews Putin, treason. What's the difference here? Why is all of this journalism, but this is treason? I'll tell you why. Because this, 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 and this, and this, and this, this is paid propaganda. This is controlled propaganda. This right here is lies. Decades and decades and decades of lies where ABC, CBS, CNN, NBC have all been able to control the narrative of what they want out. This right here at the bottom, the one that's called treason for doing the exact same thing, this is independent media taking over mainstream media. So they need to make sure that the world thinks and believes that Tucker Carlson is absolutely 100% guilty of treason. Because if what happens tonight gets out to the world, then their little Ukraine money laundering scheme, their little bioweapons lab scheme, using an entire country as a safe haven for all of their illegal activity is done and over. And when it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen, this interview is going to do exactly what we've been trying to do for the last three years. It's going to light them up. Light them up, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this is going to do tonight. So my prayers go out to Tucker Carlson. I pray that you guys can pray for Tucker Carlson. And I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that this era of independent media is going to be the turning point that the United States of America has been needing and begging for and seeking and looking for for decades. And to me, all of the stuff that has happened needed to happen, obviously, for us to get here. I had to be banned from Facebook for life. I had to be banned from YouTube for life. I had to be banned from TikTok for life. James O'Keefe had to be removed from Project Veritas. Tucker Carlson had to be fired from Fox News. Why? What's that, Eli? Alex Jones had to be sued into oblivion. Why? Because these are the people that are taking it on the chin. Wearing the armor of God, unfazed, moving forward for truth, justice, and the American way.
like James O'Keefe. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news, James O'Keefe, the O'Keefe Media Group, yesterday infiltrated a secret, covert, illegal immigration compound with a whistleblower from inside and was facing arrest. Watch this. Hail to independent media. Standing in front of the Ramada in Tucson Airport, police officer told us to mind our own business. What is this, a migrant place? What is it? None of your business. Get going. We see migrants, illegal immigrants standing in the rooms and told us not to go in. What is this business over here? It doesn't matter. You gotta go because the Pima County is coming with the sheriff. Get out of here. Going in anyway. They're supposed to have a sponsor. That yeah. means that they lied to be yes. here in the first place, and that's what will get them in trouble. We wanted to talk to someone about resources. We put a hidden camera on a Mexican illegal immigrant whistleblower. Caesar also saw a sign for Las Palmas. Quieren cobrar dinero por nosotros al gobierno. Many subcontractors, many money grabs that get paid no matter what. Listo para ser bebés americanos. Pero has notado que con mucha gente que se viene también son como pandilleros y. Ahí me pusieron eso. Ah, ok. A Casalitas. So este ticket que te lo dieron en Casalitas. Sí. Pregunta por el tatuaje que tienen. Sí, pero todavía hay muchos que se pasan. Sí. Yeah. Oh, Catholic Community they, Services? They give to service to them, but the problem is they don't treat well to them. Oh, they don't treat them well? No. Sir, what is all this? Yes, you do have to tell me. And finally, took off my homeless disguise. He's got a thing and he's recording. Yeah, it's called a microphone. What is your name and badge number? My name's Mark, B795. So anyways, hey, what's going on here? I can tell by your tone you're probably not a fan of first night. What is your name, Ambassador? My name is Debbie Carter, badge number is 908. Is that a bus filled with illegal immigrants behind you? I'm not sure. You know it's a bus. Don't lie to me. You know that's a... Do you have any other questions about Yes. Do you, why did you just lie to me that you're not sure what that is? Is that a bus filled with illegal immigrants? Look, look behind you. Shadows ain't going around. Them goddamn migrants in there. I want them rooms in the Nevada. I'd mentioned last week it takes a lot of money to do this kind of work, and I wanted to thank the wellness company for being a great OMG supporter and for offering us a 15% discount on their medical emergency kit. Who knows what the crazies at the CDC are going to pull next? Be sure and get your medical emergency kit and 15% discount by going to twc.health/omg. That's twc.health/omg. And huge thanks again to our friends at The Wellness Company for supporting our work here at OMG. Oklahoma. Yeah. The Tucson Police Department is heavily fortifying a ramada on the corner of Palo Verde and Julian Drive in Tucson next to the airport. The location is secretly housing military-age illegal immigrants. Our team went undercover 
I posed as a homeless vagrant drunk holding a 40 and scoped the perimeter. I don't know why they're asking me about myself. Here, I'm just a citizen. I spoke to Officer Kristen Moritz. She told us that it's none of our business what goes on inside there. No, ma'am. No, no, you guys are vital. I need you off this property. Okay. Okay. Right. Yes, ma'am. Through there. Yes, ma'am. You stay down there. Go about your business. Wait a minute. This property right here. What about this one? Not that one. Stay off. All, where, where, who are you? I'm the Tucson Police Department. I'm a police officer. What is this place? I want a room here. You cannot stay here. They're full. Why not? They're full. But they got them. Where is your zipper is undone too? What is this migrant place? What is it? None of your business. Get going. Why is it my business? I'm a tax-paying citizen here. Stay off this property. Well, excuse, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Why ain't none of my business? You're arguing and yelling with me. There's no purpose in me talking to you while you argue and yell. Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll I'll, 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 I'll I talk nicely, please. About your business. Okay, may I ask you nicely? None of my business right there. Security was acting truly bizarre, telling us to stay far away. You got a light? Nope, keep going. What's wrong, brother? The property. What's that? You gotta keep going. What do you mean? You can't come here. Do you have a light? No, I said no. What is this business over here? It doesn't matter. You gotta go because the Pima County is coming with the sheriff. And confirmed they were coordinating with the Pima County Sheriff to secure the perimeter of the hotel. They're calling the cops? No, Sheriff. Why? Because I need to secure the building. Why is that? Perimeter. Why is that? Because that's what we do. Okay. I'm recording you, by the way, too. You're recording me? Why would you do that? Because I got people coming in the bus and you need to leave. As he said that, a bus filled with illegal immigrants rolled in every 15 minutes. Why are people coming in the bus? What is going on here? We got a bus with people? Another journalist, Ashley St. Clair, posed as a private ministry ranch owner in Arizona and talked to the same security guard and police officer, Kristen Moritz. Hi. We're from a local, we have a local ministry ranch. We wanted to talk to someone about resources to help these folks. This they is just a holding place for several Red Claw. So they See, this come is Border in. Patrol right here coming in. Once yeah. they leave through Border Patrol, yep. What they're saying with Border Patrol is that they have a sponsor, somebody to go to, somebody to take care of them, so yeah. show up to their court date. The officer told Ashley St. Clair that in order to be flown around the country, the illegal immigrants need a sponsor, but many of them lie about it. So a lot of times what happens is they're supposed they to, you. when they come across the border, they're supposed to have a sponsor. If they lie about yeah. that sponsor, if they're not giving the government, you know, border yeah. control the truthful stuff, yeah. they shouldn't be over here because okay. they're supposed to go. Okay, so that border patrol would bring them here. I just don't oh, want this. Only if they didn't lie. That's they the don't border. have the resources. That yeah. means that they lied to be yes. here in the first place. And that's what will get them in trouble. But is Red Cross vetting them? No, no, Red Cross ain't even involved anymore. They're, oh, okay. They were here last couple weeks ago. Yeah, but their contract's done. The the foundation, Catholic foundation right here. Oh, Catholic Community they, Services? They give to service to them, but the problem is they don't treat well to them. Oh, they don't treat them well? No, I went here from them, yeah. they scared them. It was clear to us at this point that we needed to somehow get inside this facility to explore what was really going on. He kept getting blocked from getting even close to it. YouTuber Nick Shirley even made a run for it before being screamed at cursed at, badgered, and escorted away.
Oh my gosh. I just got about tacked out there. ¿De dónde son ustedes? What do you mean? I can't like come look. No, like... this is private property right now. It's for immigrants. Okay. Yeah, I'll leave. Well, then get the f out of here, though. Okay. We're gonna call the cops. No, okay. no, 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 Yeah, have a good one. What do you mean? What? I didn't do anything wrong. Get the f out of I am. Get the f out. Why the heck? The workers just cussing me out. That was wild. Standing in front of the Ramada Inn here. Ramada Inn, Tucson Airport. Police officer told us to mind our own business. We see migrants, illegal immigrants standing near the rooms and told us not to go in. We're going in anyway. In order to get inside the facility, we put a hidden camera on a Mexican illegal immigrant whistleblower in order to find out what exactly they were hiding inside this secret Ramada compound and who or what was behind it, who was paying for it, and why they were so hypervigilant in keeping all of that a secret. We will call the Mexican illegal immigrant Caesar. Buses take illegal immigrants to the airports, and the plane tickets are purchased by Casas Alitas, an organization we reported on last time. This was confirmed in Caesar's undercover footage. The illegal immigrants come from Casas Elitas on Drexel and come to this Ramada where they are then flown throughout the country. Ahí me pusieron eso. Ah, oh, okay. Yo tengo que esperar ahí la camión ahí para que me lleve al aeropuerto. So este ticket te lo dieron en Casas Elitas. Sí. Voy saliendo ya, compadre. Ya te vas. Con tiempo, amigo. Sí. No se te va a pasar el avión. Sí, el avión son diferentes que los camiones. Si no estás ahí a la hora que es. Así dice. Yo tengo que esperar ahí la, el camión ahí para que me lleve al aeropuerto. So, este ticket que te lo dieron en Casalitas. Sí. Oh, wow. The migrants confirmed to Caesar that if the refugees cannot find a sponsor, the NGO, Catholic Community Services of Tucson, will pay for their ticket. ¿Y por qué aquí unos dicen que.? Unos dicen que no, otros dicen que sí, que sí, pagan el ticket aquí para irse uno. ¿Qué te han dicho a ti? El familiar, eh. el familiar que me va a recibir, oh. él lo compra y envía oh. la foto acá. Pero ahí, aquí también te ayudan. Pero aquí también ayudan con eso. Cuando no tiene. Cuando no tiene. No, no hay. Por ejemplo, una persona que no tiene familia que no... So we're here at Catholic Community Services of Southern Arizona at 268 West Adams Street. It's really the damnedest thing. There's unmarked cars here. It's locked up. There's security cameras. And this Catholic Community Services, they have all these blankets just everywhere with the Red Cross on the border, working with the Ramada, working with Alitas. This Catholic Community Services, very shady stuff, is at the heart and soul of this people-moving operation. Back inside the Ramada, the migrant confirmed the Mexican feds deported him twice. Están diciendo que en México ahorita sí están parando gente y regresando, ¿verdad? Ladies and gentlemen, for more of that, because I've got more news to get through, I just wanted to play a majority of that. Please go to James O'Keefe's social media or go to 
uh, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, I believe that's the website, and you can see more of that. Uh, he ends up calling out the, uh, the police end up coming, and he ends up calling them out, and he's saying, look at the illegal activity behind you. There's a bus full of illegal aliens behind you. And the cop says, what bus? And he says, the bus behind you. Turn around and look. He goes, I'm not on the bus. The cops are giving that kind of, um, those smart aleck answers to James O'Keefe, who's there literally exposing their corruption. And they're all just like, so what? It is what it is, doing our job. Ladies and gentlemen, the police of this country have also now become compromised. You've got the military that's compromised. You've got the police that are compromised. You've got the uh, alphabet agencies that are compromised. And you've got the White House that is compromised. It's not just congressmen and women anymore. So how do you fight that? You fight that by banding together. You also fight that by getting this information, which is why you're watching this program right now. What's up, Eli? This is this shift is so infuriating to me. And you know what, James? Don't worry about the illegals anymore. Trump's going to worry about the illegals. Start worrying about these people. I want all these people, these so-called Americans who are helping these immigrants, identified. And I want him to put a list together with all their faces. Nothing for anything violent, so that when the shift goes down, we know exactly who not to stand with, who not to help, who to look at and say, no, sorry, I'm going to protect mine and my own. Well, that's our job. Our job, and that's what Pizza Marathon was about that day, was about us in these counties identifying these people, find out where they are, and put a list together so that when it really happens, we know right where they are, and we go yank them out of their cushy little suck-off-the-teat life, and we put them back to the third-world crap hole that they ran from, not seeking asylum, but seeking welfare. These people are not seeking asylum. They're seeking a welfare life. That's what they want. A welfare-ridden life. So big shout-out to James O'Keefe for all of that. Now, before we move on to Joe Biden, I want to talk a little bit about Karine Jean-Pierre and her deflection of this question from Peter Ducey that goes to tell you exactly what they think of the American people at this point. Like, I thought, look, we all know that... Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre is an absolute disaster. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Says the toilet brush. However, watch how upset she gets by this question that Americans want to know the answer to. Peter Ducey doesn't necessarily want to know the answer to this question. Americans want to know the answer to this question. Even Democrats are coming out saying, I want an answer to this question. I played you the video from the Young Turks yesterday where they want answers on why this man can't speak. Listen to this. And how is President Biden ever going to convince the three quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996? I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, Why? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mich- Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. And how is president? So she said, I'm not even going to go down that road with you, sir. That is when Peter Ducey should have said, I don't care if you're going down that road with me. He should talk over her. Okay. He's got a right to be there. Just like that guy that uh, James, Jim Acosta, when he got booted out, but the Supreme Court said, uh, or the court ruling said he has a right to be there. Peter Ducey should not let her or anybody else speak until she answers that question. 
You're not going to go down that road with me? You mean you're not going to go down the road with me? The fact that your boss has dementia, sharts his pants, doesn't know where he is half the time, and needs his wife to lead him from place to place? Is that what you're not going to talk about? Are you going to continue to pull the veil over the, over the American eyes, uh, over the eyes of the American people, to say that this man is okay? This man cannot speak. That's what he needs to do. He needs to do that Conor McGregor when she speaks just to show her how incredibly ridiculously stupid she is. I hope the next time he's at a microphone, he drools into it and it sparks and freaks him out. What a loser she is. What an absolute loser she is. But don't worry, folks. I'm going to show you a uh, a little video here. You know, how the, uh, you know how they're trying to spin this narrative now, Corrine Jean-Pierre and, and, uh, and, and Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and Mayorkas and, and Schumer and, and, and even the Republicans, they're trying to spin this narrative now, this psyop, quasimodo, ridiculous, stupid, uh, fake, made-up theory, story, that Donald Trump, Eli, is the problem at the border. That if it wasn't for Donald Trump, we would have nobody crossing. Now, you heard Nikki Haley earlier. She said, three million people came across that border in your tenure. Okay, three million people in four years? I don't even think that's a number that's real. But let's say that is real. Three million people in four years? Joe Biden's led in 30 million people. Now, I want to show you a chronological timeline. I want to show you what I call chronological lying. The first video clip you're going to see is Alejandro Mayorkas in 2021. The second clip you'll see is from Kamala Harris in September of 2022. So March of 2021, they had just stole the presidency and been there for less than two months. Okay? September of 2022, a year and a half into the residency, you're going to hear Kamala Harris. And then this month, 2024, you're going to hear Joe Biden. Please tell me how any of this crap makes sense. Roll this. The border is closed. The border is secure. The border is secure. The only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Play it again. Uh, The border is closed. The border is secure. The border is secure. The only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Uh, The border is closed. Let's stop that right there. March of 2021. That's literally two months after they took office. Border was secure. Well, who did that? If it's less than two full months after you took office, Mayorkas, who did that? How was it secure if you hadn't even been in there for two months? How about this one? A year and a half later, border secure, said the cackling jackal Kamala Harris. But then just Trump this month, MAGA Republican friends. Joe Biden says that. Just this month, Joe Biden says the border's not secure. Because of Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Eli, how is that physically possible? How is that possible in Earth time, okay, that in March of 2021 when they took office and in September of 2022 when they were only there a year and a half and then all the way till now it goes from the border's secure to the border's not secure, but it's Donald Trump's fault. How is that? Why? That's gaslighting. I'm sure it makes sense in uh, Biden's head. That is called gaslighting. And we're going to make that a short clip and we're going to share it all around Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere else. Because that right there is absolute asinine stupidity. You don't have to be a smart person to look at that video that I just played for you and say to yourself, well, no shift. That doesn't make any sense to me. Does it? 
Now we're going to get back to the border in just one minute, but I want to go to the uh, Rumble chat. We have not gone to the Rumble chat today, Eli, so let's go to the Rumble chat now, and let's see what the LFA family is chatting about today. What is a press secretary's job? Obviously, she doesn't know. No sound. Tried refreshing. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, gay now. Exactly. Gaslighting. Gaslight. That's what, ga- that's what gaslighting actually is, folks. Trump is speaking. Okay, does that mean everybody want to leave and go watch that? Three amigos. Share it in your Telegram channel, Jeremy. I will. I will. Democrats fought Trump on the money for the building and the border wall. Okay, so are we saying Trump is speaking in court? If Trump is speaking in the Supreme Court, let's go there now. Do we have that pulled up? Yes, he is. Let's pull that up now. It was so horrible. You uh, would not have had inflation. You wouldn't have China talking about Taiwan. You wouldn't have any of the problems that we have today. And you certainly had a, a broke Iran, and now you have a very rich Iran. Iran was broke when I left. They had no money to give to Hamas. They had no money to give to Hezbollah. And now they, were, now they have $200 billion. Plus, as you probably know, people don't like to admit it, they certainly control Iraq. And Iraq has another $300 billion. So they have a very, a very rich group of, comp- of countries. And uh, as you know, Iraq should have never happened. That was a balance against Iran. And we blew out the balance. And now Iran has essentially Iraq. And Iraq doesn't like saying that, but that's the way it is, and uh, it's a shame. The world is in tremendous danger. We're in danger of possibly a World War III. And we have a man who's absolutely the worst president in the history of our country. He can't put two sentences together. He's not going to be able to negotiate with Putin or Xi or Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Not going to be able to negotiate with anybody. All he knows how to do is drop bombs all over the place, meaningless bombs, except they kill a lot of people. Cost a lot of money. Every time you see a bomb, it's another million dollars, and it actually sets us back. We have peace through strength. This should not be happening. The Middle East is blowing up. It's blowing up. And a lot of people are being killed, and it's so unnecessary. So I just say that uh, in watching the Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that democracy in this country will continue. Uh, because right now we have a very, very tough situation with all of the radical left ideas, with the weaponization of uh, politics. They weaponize it like it's never been weaponized before. It's totally illegal, but they do it anyway. And it has to stop. Uh, Every one of the court cases that I'm involved, every single one, civil, whether it's the attorney generals or the district attorneys, you look at Fani in Georgia, they had many meetings with the White House and with the DOJ. They went there, eight-hour meetings. That was all staged. That was a phony hoax. And now you look at it, and it is a phony hoax. And hopefully that case will be dismissed in short order. It's a, it's a disgrace to this country. But they work together with the Justice Department and the White House, and I'm not supposed to do that. Every one of these cases you see comes out of the White House. It comes out of Biden. It's election interference, and it's really very sad. Uh, I thought the presentation today was a very good one. I think it was well-received. I hope it was well-received. 
You have millions of people that are out there wanting to vote, and they happen to want to vote for me or the Republican Party or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. But I'm the one running, and we are leading in every poll. We're leading in the uh, local polls, in the state polls, and we're leading in the swing state polls, and we're leading very big in the national polls. So it's been a very great honor. We love the country. I think the reason we have such big leads, frankly, is that they loved four years of us compared to the three years plus the three years that they've gone with Biden, where you have open borders, you have crime. Nobody's ever seen crime like this, what's happening. And now the crime is being committed, much of it by the migrants that have come in illegally to our country. Uh, I was wondering about that. I said, you know, a lot of these people come out of jails, they come out of mental institutions. They come out of places that you don't want to know about. We don't even know where they come from. We don't know who they are, where they are. They're being dumped in from mental institutions, from prisons and jails. And many terrorists are coming into our country. We're going to be paying a big price. They have to stop it. They have to close the border. By the way, the president can do it just by saying, I want the border closed. I closed the border. We have the safest border in the history of our country. Now we have the most unsafe border in the history of the world. There's never been a, a country with a border like this not even a third world country. So uh, we are, again, we're going out to Nevada right now. We'll be out there. Some of you are going to be out there with us. Otherwise, your colleagues will be. And hopefully, we're going to have a big night caucus tonight. We're going to have a very big night. We expect to have a very big night. Uh, the Virgin Islands, as you know, are also very much in play today. So we'll be hearing about them sometime during the day or later on in the evening. And it's an honor to have you at Mar-a-Lago. I hope you like it. Uh, it's worth a little more than $18 million. There's another case. It says it's worth $18 million. I said, uh, which, uh, which cabin are we talking about? But that's the, kind of, that's the kind of justice we have when they say that to try and build up a case. That was a shame. But that gave up so much. When they said that, that gave up so much that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. They had it appraised for, as you know, 50 to 100 times that amount. But we have a judge, and that's what he said. And he's supposed to be ruling on me. But who knows? Maybe he'll be fair. I doubt it, but maybe he'll be fair. So I want to thank everybody. And by the way, we proved that case 100 percent five times over. That case is 100 percent proven five times over. We've never seen anything like it. He just wouldn't dismiss it, no matter what. Shouldn't it be there? It should have been in the commercial division. Anyway, uh, it's an honor to have you. I look forward to having you again, and I'll probably see you out in Nevada. Thank you very much. The U.S. Supreme Court is said to be broadly skeptical in early reporting about the effort to try and kick you off the ballot. Having said that, though, speak to the argument of legal and otherwise that you're detracting to make leading up to the day. And it's an argument that was given voice by Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, not one. All right, I got it. I got the gist. No question. Yeah, I got the gist. President Trump is practically yes. and morally responsible for okay. provoking the events of the day. He doesn't say that anymore. So let me just tell you that I heard and I watched. And the one thing I'll say is they kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. Because I think it was an insurrection caused by Nancy Pelosi. This was an insurrection, if it was an insurrection, which there were no guns, there were no anything except for the fact that they shot Ashley Babbitt. Somebody from police force shot Ashley Babbitt. So unnecessary, so sad, so horrible. But there were no guns, there were no anything. But if you take a look at my words, 
right after you take a look at my speech from the Rose Garden, which was very shortly after, or you take a look at my, I'm only on Truth now, but at that time we were tweeting and I was on Twitter. If you take a look at those five or six tweets, you will see very beautiful, very heartwarming statements. Go home. The police are doing their job, etc., etc. Beautiful statements. If you see my statement made in the Rose Garden, I think you have to watch that. Because today they said the words of Trump. Now, if you take a look at the words of Democrats over the last period of time, look at Schumer's statement about the Supreme Court on the steps of the Supreme Court. He sounded like a mob boss. Take a look at uh, any of them. Take a look at any. We, we put together a tape of vicious, violent statements made by Democrats. Nobody brings that up. Take a look at Maxine Waters and the vicious statements that she made. I didn't do that. I said peacefully and patriotically. The speech was called peacefully and patriotically. It's pe peacefully and patriotically. He said I said bad statement. It was the exact opposite. So I think you should take a look at the statements that I made uh, before and after, and you'll see a whole a whole different uh, dialogue. Mr. President, you just mentioned Chinese President Xi. Uh, you said that you were going to impose 60% tariffs to get back in office. Can you explain your rationale here? We want to bring business back to the U.S. They're stealing our business. They're taking our business at levels that nobody's ever seen before. By doing that, we bring business back, manufacturing back to the United States, which I was doing. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars from China. No president had ever taken in 10 cents, not 10 cents. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars and jobs were coming back. I was saving steel companies. Now they are blowing it. When I see U.S. steel being bought by Japan, what a sad thing that is to me. What a sad thing that is. So we want to bring jobs back. Very simple. Thank you. I do have confidence in him, yeah. I very much do. I think he's very, he's a very good man, and I have great confidence in him. Why is Nikki Haley still in the race when you're dominating in the polls? Oh, I love that question. Thank you very much. You just said it. Uh, I don't know why she continues, but let her continue. Uh, we have a big one coming up, as you know, in South Carolina. And the polls are indicating that we're, we're through the roof on that one. We're, we're leading by, I guess, 35 percent, 35 points. Uh, so I don't know. I think she hurts herself, but I think she hurts the party and in a way hurts the country. But it seems to be dying. She did poorly in Iowa. She did very poorly in uh, Iowa, actually. She came in third place. Ron DeSantis beat her, although you wouldn't know that if you listened to her speech. Uh, she did poorly in uh, New Hampshire. She did poorly no matter where she went. I, I don't know how the results aren't in yet from the Virgin Islands, but I know she's playing it very hard. And in Nevada, she she lost to no name. She had a no name, and she lost by, I guess, 40 points. So uh, I don't know why she continues, but she's a, uh, you know, I, I don't really care if she continues. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's bad for the party. I think it's actually bad for her, too. Thank you. Well, I can say presidential immunity, which we'll be talking about because that will be upcoming, 
is very, very important for a president to have. If a president doesn't have immunity, he really doesn't have a presidency. Uh, he can be uh, he can be told to do things that he would never do. He can do really bad things for our country. Presidential immunity is imperative. It's going to be very, very important. And I'd rather talk about that next week. But there is nothing more important to a presidency than immunity, because they have to be free to make decisions without saying, oh, if I do this or if I do that, as soon as I get out of office, we're going to be indicted. We're going to have trouble. And the other party will do that. I think we've seen that. They've done that. There's some very bad people. And you have an opposition party, and they will do things that are very bad. If you don't have immunity, you can be blackmailed. You can be, as a president, they'll say, if you don't do this, this, and this, we're going to indict you as soon as you leave office. You cannot allow a president to be out there without immunity. They don't have immunity. You don't have a presidency. You lose all, excuse me, you lose all, you lose all form of, of free thought and good thought. And you probably weaken the presidency to a point that it was never supposed to be weakened. It would be a very bad thing for our country. We'll be talking about immunity in the coming weeks. Mr. President, how confident are you that you'll be treated fairly by the Supreme Court Well, I'm a believer in our country, and I'm a believer in the Supreme Court. Uh, I listened today, and I thought our arguments were very very strong. Uh, an argument that uh, is very important is the fact that you're leading in every race, you're leading in every state, you're leading in the country against both Republican and Democrat. And Biden, you're leading in the country by a lot. And can you take the person that's leading everywhere and say, hey, we're not going to let you run? You know, I think that's pretty tough to do, but uh, I'm leaving it up to the Supreme Court. Thank you all very much. Enjoy it. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there he goes. Donald J. Trump taking questions like a boss, like he always does. Not afraid of the press. Not afraid of any question. Can actually put more than two words together coherently so that you can understand the English that is coming out of his mouth. Donald Trump, this is after the Supreme Court oral argument hearing today. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to get, I doubt we're going to get a ruling from the Supreme Court um, this week. We might. But from what I understand, there was, you know, after we stopped listening, from what I understand, Brett Kavanaugh came down on on Anderson's attorney, uh, Neil Gorsuch. We already heard that happening. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, before we came on, was, um, was basically grilling the plaintiff for Anderson saying what kind of due process has Donald Trump been afforded in this process? Cause it seems like he's had none. And I think the, just by listening to the little bit that I listened to today, it sounds like they're going to rule in Trump's favor. I, I don't know. The Supreme court is poised to do anything. You just never ever know. So I'm glad we were able to go to that. I know we had some stuff that we wanted to cover today. We're going to have to move forward and cover other things uh, because we are now, you know, 17 minutes out from ending the show today. So please, ladies and gentlemen, um, do me a favor and rumble and share this video. Uh, Get it out there to everybody uh, as we go to our uh, last, but certainly not least, sponsor of the day, 
And, uh, and that is Gold Co., uh, ladies and gentlemen. So a lot of people have been saying, Jeremy, I really want to buy gold and silver, but I'm not able to because Gold Co. has like a minimum. They, they, they really focus on like your retirements and your IRAs and your 401ks, and that is true. However, I had a conversation with Gold Co. today, and I said, look, you need to open this up so more people can jump in the game. You need to open this up so more people can buy and be accessi- have accessible to them gold and silver and precious metals because not everybody has large 401ks. I don't have that, and other people don't have that. So uh, let's pray that that happens because I think everybody should be able to buy even just a little bit if they want to. So I'm working on that. Uh, But as of right now, folks, if you are looking on transferring your 401k or something, some kind of IRA or retirement into a more secure form, then gold, silver, any precious metal is always going to be more secure than the dollar because the dollar is not backed by precious metals. So go to goldco.com slash live or 855-559-3433 today. You can request a free kit. You can chat with somebody on the line, or you can just call somebody and do the old-fashioned way and call them on the phone. Goldco.com slash live, and I pray that we can uh, start getting more people into the game um, than, than we already have because I tell you what, the little bit that I own makes me feel so much better. It really does. Now, ladies and gentlemen, J, J, um, JLR Investigations is... Um, a gentleman that was with Ryan Matta at the border when we were doing our border coverage the other day. And this man is a beast. He's been getting some really, really good footage out. And then he posted this yesterday, and it blew my mind. He says, interesting. Mexico has set up this army camp right after JLR exposed the area through viral videos, Jacumba, California. We showed you Jacumba last week. Jacumba is where those illegal aliens were coming in off the boat and where 60 Minutes showed you those illegal aliens coming around the fence there. That was JLR who got that footage out. And he has this footage right now too, this drone footage of the Mexican army setting up camp in that area because I think that their cartel is about to be exposed and and, uh, compromised there. And I think that's why they're there. That's just my assumption. But why else would you have this military encampment all of a sudden just come up right on the wall, on the other side of the wall in Jakumba? Play this. Got that right there? There it is right there, folks. There it is right there. What's going on? Why are they setting up? Why are they setting up now? Why are they even on the border? There's no remain in Mexico policy anymore, right? And then what I thought was great was he didn't only expose that, he also exposed this. Now, remember what I said, how I had my reservations when it came to Greg Abbott and the Shelby Park uh, press conference? And I was like, okay, how come you didn't talk about the one mile down the road in each direction? Well, ladies and gentlemen, JLR yesterday showed this. The Border Patrol still has access to Shelby Park. And they're operating there like nothing ever happened. Check it out. There they are. There they are. Pulling their boats out of the water. Clearly have access to Shelby Park. Was it all for show? Was it all for show for everybody going down there in the convoy? For the press conference? Was it all for show for Greg Abbott? Remember all those videos that I showed you of them turning Border Patrol around right there? Well, it seems like they got access to it now. 
So if they've got access to it now and nobody's talking about it, is Border Patrol actually using that as a place to bring in illegals again? I don't know, but we are going to keep JLR on that investigation for us. He's doing it for himself anyway, but we'll bring you the updates from there. Now, check this out, folks. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is now fast-tracking a proposal that would allow illegal aliens to take American jobs now. (laughs) Illegal immigration in New York already get free housing, free meals, debit cards, and now they will be able to compete with American citizens for work. What's the next step? What benefit will they be given next? Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul is easing up on requirements in her state so that illegal aliens can quickly get a job in the United States, get an ID, vote, and sooner or later take over your home, take away benefits from Americans that need these jobs. Now, it used to be you had to prove that you were an American citizen to get a job. New York is quickly changing that. They are aiding and abetting in the Great Replacement. Governor Kathy Hochul has prioritized modernizing our state workforce and eliminating red tape as she insinuated a series of reforms to achieve this goal, a spokesman for Hochul said in a statement. This initiative, which has not yet been implemented, would offer temporary employment opportunities available for anyone who can legally work within the United States. Well, what is going to give them legal um, access to these jobs? IDs documents, documentation, which is exactly what the Biden administration is doing for them on the border. They're bringing in illegal aliens and then they're, quote, making them legal by documenting them and then flying them all over the United States to destroy America on purpose because they've lost their foothold on the brown and black communities. And ladies and gentlemen, these illegal aliens are coming in to vote for Joe Biden. Don't believe me? (laughs) What do I say, Eli? Don't believe me what? Just watch. Just Just watch. watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Here we go. Tiene el derecho para votar. Para quién se va a votar? Por supuesto que por Biden. Le gusta apoyar a los migrantes. Uh-huh. Sí, es muy buena persona. No, Trump es otra cosa. Ese es otra cosa y es otra cosa. Tiene el derecho para votar. Somebody in the chat, Jeremy, Eli, or anyone, whatever happened to the thing close to you, Jeremy, the exit that was taken over, I, every, the guy is okay. The guy that you saw in the video is okay. We're still working on that. It still exists. They built a wall around it so you can't see in now. We're working on that. Bear with us. That is a very dangerous topic that we're working on, a very dangerous story that we're working on. When you go to expose FEMA, it's, just, it's not long after that before you find, you're found uh, floating with the fishes if you know what I'm saying. So we got to be very, very, very careful on that. You heard it right there, folks. You heard that guy interviewing everybody. Who are you going to vote for? Are you going to be able to vote? Who are you going to vote for if you can? Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. We want Joe Biden. We want Joe Biden, not Trump, not Trump. 
It's exactly what they were hoping on. Now, I want you to listen to this Chicano gang member, Eli, who speaks on the influx of illegal aliens crossing the border. If at any time we could call on our American gangs to help us out, it would be now. Because they're already committing acts of violence against fellow Americans. Why don't they turn that attention? Why don't they help us out here? Where's the Latin kings when you need them? Where's the GDs? Where's the gangster disciples at when you need them? Where's the folks? Where's the peoples? Anybody that's been in prison, you know what I'm talking about. Roll this. All the immigrants coming at the borders, not the Raza. Right. They're all Asian. And, and I'm glad you said that. They're from the Sudan. Like, they're from different countries, homie. And these are all men, military-age men. They're not, there ain't no women and children at the border. There's a gang of men that are my kids' age. I tell my kids all the time, hey, mijo, look at all these vatos that are coming right here. They're all coming right here, a gang of them. They're getting ready for something. Now, let me ask you this. Well, not, it's not a question. They're getting ready I'm for something. I'm glad you brought that up because whenever we say the border, whenever we say immigrants, everybody's ignorance always thinks too. Why are you talking about Me- Mexican? Why are you talking about raza? Yeah. And it's not true, bro. Everybody's coming in. Yeah. And, Everybody. And it's the stupidest thing, too, for them to say, you know, the majority of people that come over here or across the border is raza. No, it's fucking not. It never has been. You think the raza down there is fucking really trying to come to America for a better way of life? No. They only come over here because the currency is way higher. That's it. And to help the families down there. That's it. Yeah. The currency. That's it. If not, you think they're going to want to cross the border to come over here to this fucking bullshit over here? Right. The fake-ass food, all that. They fake got farmland over there. You know what I mean? They got land. They grow real food over there. All yeah. the immigrants coming at the borders. Not the raza. Let's get those gang members, Eli. Right? He says, he says they're gearing up for, to do something. This is a gang member who understands hostile takeover, who understands sets, who takes over different um, portions of their community to enrich themselves or to have control. They know positioning, right? Yeah. They're, they're very similar to military when they, just, they live this lifestyle of, of aggression and they understand what's the building blocks of a takeover. That's what he said. Yeah. Let's make a deal. I think it's time that we reach out to the, uh, to the gangs of America. Right, Eli? Gangs in New York. Time to get Bill the Butcher. Oh, old school. When I close my fingers, when I make my fist a palm, when I make my, my fingers a fist, I close my fingers on the five points. Remember that, Eli? Yep. Woo! Stained in my head. Daniel Day-Lewis, Gangs of New York. Here, that's you. Notch number 45. You remember that, Eli? Woo! That's, you know what we need? We need some gangs of New York, dead rabbit style stuff going back on. Natives versus the natives versus the invaders. <laughs> natives versus invaders. I like it. I like it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if we keep going on the current trajectory that we're on in this country with these ridiculous people in office, by the year 2034, Eli, we will be at 116% of GDP. That means, Eli, that our bills, our obligations, our financial and monetary obligations for this country will be 116% of what we take in. Now, if you at your home, Eli, spent $6,000 a month, but only made $5,000 a month, what would that mean for you in the long run? 
I'd be in debt, and certain things would probably start getting shut off. Bankruptcy. That's what it would mean for you in the long run. No country in the history of the world has ever, ever come back to prosperity once they get over 100% of their GDP. Ask Greece. Ask Greece. France is quickly becoming that same place, same scenario, same as Greece. Right now, the deficit is poised to grow from 1.6 trillion to 2.6 trillion by the year 2034, ladies and gentlemen. The debt held by the public will increase from 27.1 trillion to 48.3 trillion. And we will be at 160% of our GDP. What is this? Somebody, Fireman said something, Eli? McConnell announces resignation. Well, it's about time. It's about time. Eli, can you find that out? Can you find out if Mitch McConnell has announced his resignation? Because if it is, that's just more proof of this MAGA takeover, baby. If that's true, see who reported it, Eli. Because we get a lot of social media stuff. And I don't want to do another breaking news thing unless it's true. So I'm going to move on real quick. We got two minutes left, ladies and gentlemen. And while Eli's looking for that, I want to say viewer discretion advised as you listen to Joe Rogan talk to 20 million fans about how crazy this left-wing, um, this left-wing party has become. Ladies and gentlemen, viewer discretion advised, but very important. See, I'm sure you've seen the guy in Canada, the yeah. 50-year-old man that identifies as a 15-year-old girl yeah. and got to change in the young girl's locker room and got to compete with these young girls. It's utter, complete insanity. Psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, you're 50. You're not yeah. 15. Period. Period. That's that's fucking that's not negotiable. Yeah. You know, you are, you live a certain amount of time. Period. You can't say I identify as a baby and then wear diapers and have everybody take care of you. That's fucking crazy. But the fact that they're letting that we are one step away from minor attracted persons being something that everybody's cool with. Because that's also on the agenda. And every now and then, they sneak that out there. Every now and then, you'll see it in universities, see people talking about it. We have these, this is this one maligned group that has no support, yeah. minor attracted persons. Yeah. It's sick. It's sick. It's sick. It's, it's sick. And the rest of the world is fucking laughing at us. Yeah. They're laughing at how crazy, especially Russia. They think it's hilarious. They're I'm, laughing I'm, at how ridiculous I bet you are. Putin's probably going to say something about that in this interview. I hope he does. Yeah. And he would be right. I just don't. I, I, I don't know why they're just so hell bent on going after the kids. Obviously, there's. I think it's money. There's huge money in it. I think it's money, and it's also the the waving the flag of woke. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's really weird. But you've, really you've had people on you talk about the development of the brain, right? And, yes. and, and it, it's all the way to what? 25 for men. Yeah. Young, women develop earlier. They, they, they get their shit together. So it's about time that people with large audiences start talking about the craziness of the woke left. And I mean the abs, just like they're starting to do in Congress. By the way, folks, there is nothing that says Mitch McConnell is set to re- resign that I see that is valid and truthful yet. Not to say that it's not. Not to say that it's not true. Because news does start traveling pretty quick. But uh, uh, as of right now, I don't see anything that says McConnell is going to resign. Although I hope he does. Although I hope he does. Uh, But it is nice to see people finally start standing up and calling the news fake to their face. Calling the January 6th committee fake to their face. Calling these woke pedophiles um, exactly what it is. You're a pedophile. You're not a minor attractive person. You are 
a pedophile, period. And it's nice that people are starting to call it out. Well, Eli, that's going to do it for us here on Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Do not forget that you can get your brand new LFA TV flannel shirts today by going to JeremyHarrell.com or LFATV.us. JeremyHarrell.com or LFATV.us. We have red, we have black, and we have blue. Get yours today. I want to thank you guys all for being here. I really appreciate the rumbles. I really appreciate the donations. I really appreciate the rumble rants. And I'm going to say this. There are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Kevin Smith and the Loud Majority coming up next, followed by Ryan Matta. And remember, 6 o'clock tonight, right here, LFA TV, live, Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin, the truth, right here, 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock tonight. I hope you guys can be there. Do not forget, set your alarm clocks. Ladies and gentlemen, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you. Peace.